Hey everyone, are you ready to be motivated? Today we're going to be speaking with John Bauman. John is an internationally recognized inspirational speaker and the author of Decide Success. We're going to chat with John in just a second, but first, let's thank our sponsor. Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial right now at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. With a busy schedule, I don't get in as much reading as I probably should. Audible allows me to finally check out that book that everyone's been talking about. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Check it out right now for free at audibletrial.com slash motivatorsemotion. John, welcome to the podcast. And if you could just start out by telling everyone, what are you most excited about in your life right now? What I'm most excited about is living my life, the rest of my life with my wonderful wife, sharing something special like life with my best friend and someone who supports me and is in the role of care partner at this point, which is interesting. You don't usually have someone who's a care partner at such a young age, but we'll talk about that. No question about it. And uh, we all have people in our lives, obviously, whether it be friends or family who we lean on and not just in, in times of need, but obviously in uh, good times as well. And it's a great balance to have. And uh, if we're so fortunate to have those people in our lives, it only obviously increases everything about us and everything that we do throughout the course of our life. You have an awesome story to tell, John, and we're going to get into it here in just a little bit. Uh, we're going to talk about your book today as well, Decide Success. You Ain't Dead Yet. I love that. Um, and really just different ways of thinking about things, right? That's probably the a good place to start here with kind of changing your mentality of maybe looking at things a different way per se. Um, there's different ways to experience success and joy in life, correct? And just because one path works for somebody doesn't necessarily mean that's the path for everyone. There's different ways, different avenues to go down. Life throws us curveballs, right? That's inevitable. And we have to learn how to hit those curveballs. And you've obviously done that. But again, just to start here, if you could kind of talk about having a right mentality and kind of being open to different ways to find success in your life. That's a lot of words there. I like that. That's a great question. First of all, I go through 12 action steps to do with my book, Decide Success. And it was named Decide Success because I truly believe that you can decide to be successful. And success for different people has different meanings. For some people, it's winning a gold medal at the Olympics. And for some people, it's, it means getting out of bed and being able to walk a few steps every day. So success has its own dimension and its own meaning based on what, what, your, what your life situation is. But as I think you just pointed out really well, the first of the 12 action steps is conduct an extensive assessment focusing upon interests, abilities, talents, strengths, and weaknesses. If someone wants to be an interpreter but doesn't do well with foreign languages, they're not going to do well. But if someone like myself who is very interested in fairness, very interested in protecting people's rights and representing people, I, I went the natural course to become an attorney. And I was an attorney for 30 years and had a wonderful career and loved every second of it. Went to an Ivy League law school and learned the meaning of the words live in the moment because every second I was there with the Ivy covered buildings and the brilliant professors and the spectacular students, I was just in awe of being, having that, that wonderful opportunity that was handed to me. 
And how about then the second step, John, in your book, as far as continuing to take the different steps to achieve the success you truly desire? Once you've done an assessment of yourself, and it has to be an honest assessment, you need to ask other people that you trust, but do an honest assessment yourself. Then you need to experience your own end vision. And end vision is a word I made up, end vision, with a hyphen between it. By actually projecting it and engaging all your senses and then identifying the specific necessary steps to make it your reality. So I remember, simple example, I remember I was going to build a house on a lot of land and I went out there and by myself cut down 75 trees to open up the driveway and the the plot of the house. I stood there several days for a good period of time and and envisioned what it would look like. And I envisioned everything down to the doors and the windows and and everything else. That's end visioning. you, You figure out what your end vision is. So you start with what your talents and strengths and interests are and abilities, and you, you look and create your own end vision. And people can put it different ways. They can talk about projecting into the future and whatever. But you know, I I pictured myself in that house, and that's where I ended up building my dream home. And then number three on the list, kind of moving right along here. Once you get to that next step, where people should go at that point? Well, the, the next. I call the first two steps the mapping phase because you're mapping out where you need to go. Um, the second, uh, the next three steps are the work phase. And there's no doubt about it. You've got to put in the work. There's no, there's no shortcuts in this world. Put forth your absolute best effort. Be resilient. What's interesting about that when I talk about effort, Muhammad Ali once said, when I don't think I can take another step, that's when my training begins. You've got to put out your best effort. And, and that, that can mean as a lawyer, Stand up all night working on something, or putting in 18-hour days, and you got you got to love doing it. You got to put forth your absolute best effort. The fourth step, and the, the second step in the work phase, but the fourth step overall, prepare and practice until you're ready, and prepare and practice some more. Be diligent. That's putting in the work. That's preparing and practicing. And I would stand in front of mirrors, do closing arguments over and over and over again, and it worked out well for me because I was able to be a successful trial attorney. The fifth one, and this is the first one that I think is, is more out of the ordinary than most people discuss. Be so intense that you can feel a rush of adrenaline. Be persistent. Well, the way I, I describe that is if, if, I, if I worked hard, I would prepare and practice, but I lost every lawsuit that I was dealing with, I lost every case, I wouldn't be a very effective attorney. I wouldn't have a job very long. The difference between winning and losing sometimes is your level of intensity. You've got to bring up your level of intensity. So if you want to be successful, you need to bring up your level of intensity. And that's, that's what I discussed in the work phase. Have you found that it's difficult for people to get up to that level when you talk about the work phase there and kind of being consistent on a regular basis, bringing that intensity, that rush of adrenaline on a regular basis and doing whatever you're doing, obviously, whatever career, whatever hobby you might be doing, whatever you want to excel in. Has it been challenging when you found for most people to kind of get through those phases and to continue to ratchet it up at a high level on a consistent basis? When I taught law at the University of Louisville, I used to say every answer is depends. No matter what question I ask you in law, it depends. And that's the, that's the answer I give here, depends. If you pick something that you're passionate about, if you pick something that gives you, feels you, you've uncovered your purpose, if you pick something that gives you life meaning, you can be passionate about that and not passionate about several other things in your life. 
So, so what, what drives you to be intent and be passionate about something is the innate, the innate feeling that this is something that's worthwhile. This is something that I really want to do. I mean, someone who picks up painting later in life and becomes an excellent painter. That's something that maybe they should have done earlier, but they found their passion. And you, you never know when you'll find it. You can find it when you're a teenager. You can find it when you're, when you're later in life. But once you've established that this is a passion of yours, the, the, the intensity really comes just falls in line. Number six on the list. Continue to seek out challenging experiences. I worked for Exxon for seven years, and um I was working in New Orleans, which is a wonderful place to, to work. I noticed that there wasn't enough work to do for the 13 lawyers we had there. I said, I need to do something different. I need to rip up my roots. New Orleans moved. I ended up moving to New Jersey, worked for Exxon in a refinery, and did employment law. So I changed direction on what type of law I was practicing. That's important because once I get a new experience, and what I'm saying here is continually seek out challenging experiences. You learn something from every experience. Sometimes it's it's not stable. It's sometimes it's it's a little scary. There's some fear there. But if you want to have a full and complete life, I believe you need to continually seek out challenging experiences. And after you're done continuing to seek out those challenging experiences, we move up to number seven on the list. What comes in at this one? You identify, develop, and nurture extensive contacts and resources. When I wrote this book a couple of years back, the focus was on, you know, I mean, we had, we had Rolodex. I don't know if you've ever, you've ever seen a Rolodex or you know what they are. When I started in, in practicing and working for a corporation, I had a Rolodex with all the names of my contacts. Well, that's gone, gone by the wayside. Now you've got social media. And it's become even more critical to be an influencer or someone on Facebook with someone else or even LinkedIn, the business app. So this is really important nowadays, as everyone knows, because you, contacts and resources get doors open for you. You can find your next business client. And sometimes it's not easy to do. You're busy and to nurture contact is sometimes difficult to do. You've got to remind yourself and set up calendars and do all sorts of things. And that's the way you're successful. You you make the contacts necessary to be successful. You've got me laughing about the Rolodex, John. Uh, yes, I'm I'm not that young. I I have come across Rolodexes, but yeah, you got me thinking about it. Some people, the young kids, they probably think it's like an app or something like that on your phone. Uh, but, uh, you know, moving on to number eight on the list. This is by far one of the most important for success. When I talk about success, I focus on success as a student, success as a, in, in a career, mm-hmm. and success with any life-changing event. Increasing your level of experience. This is not easy to do. This is something that some people are born with, that they can, they can, they have a lot of awareness, and some people have to work real hard at it to, to, to learn to gain awareness. I call it taking the blinders off. Everyone's born with a set of blinders, and some, somehow we have to remove the blinders so that they can see the bigger picture. What I say is there's really four steps to this. Actively listening, and you've heard that from other people, I'm sure, that you actively listen or you're focused on the person. I understand that uh, I've never met Bill Clinton, pre- former president Bill Clinton. My understanding is that he, when he meets you in a, in a receiving line or something, it's as if you're the only person in the world. And he looks mm-hmm. at you so deeply and intensely, and he's so focused on you that you're the only person in the world. That's actively listening. That's someone who is really hearing what you have to say. And then the second one is continually question what is. 
continually question what is. That's interesting. You see anything that confuses you in any way, and you need to say to yourself, why is that? Why is that? And continually ask why, because you'll find that there's more to it than, than meets the eye. Uh, when I was a trial lawyer, I would try to get inside the head of the bailiff, the opposing counsel, the jury especially, the judge especially. Yeah. It was such a multi-level exercise that in order to be successful, I really needed to continually question what is and then see beyond what is apparent. So the third one is of increasing your level of awareness is seeing beyond what's apparent. And then the fourth one is proactively anticipating, proactively anticipating and then learning from mistakes. That's a big mouthful. I know that's a lot of information. But in my book, it's, it's called the expansion phase. And that's where you increase, increase your level of awareness. I talk about it extensively in my book because that's one of my, that's one of the key action steps that you need to take to become successful. You can be successful to a certain level without having a great level of awareness. But once you get to a certain level, that's what they're buying. That's what they're paying for. That's what you bring to the party. You've had enough challenging experiences and you've worked hard enough and you've done enough practice that you bring that all together and, and, and have a certain awareness that other people don't have. And you, you bring a different perspective. And that's stepping outside the box, as I say. Number nine is get in touch with and trust your instincts. Once you've done all the work, you've gone through the first eight steps, you can trust your instincts. Whenever I would speak to new lawyers that were coming out of law school, I would speak to the new lawyer, the group of new lawyers. I would say to them, I don't want to hear any of you say, my gut tells me, because you don't have a gut yet. And I, I don't mean that to be that you're not, you're not overweight yet, but <laughs> I, I mean that to mean you don't have a gut yet. You, right. you, you can't say, my gut tells me, because you, you haven't done the work. You've got to do all the work that happens before that to, to, to have a gut. But then once you have a gut, once you have instincts, once you once you think you can talk about an issue and you feel comfortable that you, you, you've researched it and you've become educated enough in it, then you've got to get in touch with and trust your, your instincts. There's no leading in the right direction. Number 10, exude the most positive attitude possible. Positive attitude is a very interesting concept. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard the, of the placebo effect in clinical yes. trials. Placebo effect is, for, for the listeners, that don't know is where you um, half of the group that are in the clinical trial take uh, an inert pill and the other half take the medicine. And what happens is the first three months, both groups have the same benefits. They both improve because they, one group has the medicine and the other group thinks they have the medicine. So you get improvement for at least three months. And that's the placebo effect. Well, what else could that be other than the power of the mind? power of being positive. So what I talk about in the book is, is exuding the most positive attitude possible. No one likes to, no one likes woe is me people. No one likes to be around negative people. I'll give you a perfect example. When people say the glass is half full or half empty, I say, let's look at that from a different perspective. Let's look beyond the glass. You're just talking about one or two elements, which is solid ice and, and, and liquid, which is the water. But there's another element out there, air. So when you think about it, Brad, every glass is full. I like that. Liquid, solid, and air. So that's, that's truly being, having a positive attitude. I'll tell you a quick story of what happened to me when I was a kid. I was 10 years old, and I was, my brother, who was eight, 
hit me over the head with a rock because I wouldn't let him into a fort that I had made. And there was blood everywhere. My mother took me to the hospital. I had 10 stitches. My, my brother tells the story it was two, but it was 10. <laughs> and um, they, they, I was supposed to go to bed at 7 o'clock at night, and they, they kept me up, I guess, because now I know it was because they thought it might, might have a concussion. Well, I, um, I stayed up, and I was my brother and sister went to bed, and I'm sitting there with my parents, and I'm, like, confused by this, but I'm happy about it. Then they brought out ice cream. At nine o'clock at night, we had ice cream because they were feeling so bad about me getting hit in the head. And to, to this day, my family makes fun of what I said because what I said at that point was, this is the luckiest day in my life. I was hit in the head with a rock, but it was the luckiest day in my life. That's being positive. That's keeping a positive attitude. Step number 11. Live up to a standard of uncompromising integrity. This is difficult to do, but it's easy to do as well. Whenever you've got tells you that what you're doing is marginal, is and you don't feel good about it, you feel like you're you're doing something you shouldn't be doing. Think about two things. One is, what if this were in the the, the front cover of the local newspaper? What if what you're about to do was going to be on the front cover of the local newspaper? Would you do it? And then secondly, what if you had to tell your mom? What if you had to tell your mother what you're about to do? Would you do it? If you can pass those two tests, go ahead and do it. But if, if, if any, any part of you pulls back or says, no, I don't think that this is the right thing to do, then don't do it. That's my integrity part. And it's, with all the sex scandals and all the, um, all the issues going on in the nation today, it's a shame that people, people don't just live by this standard. It's a pretty simple standard to live by. And the final and 12th step I said it's a 12 step. It could be the first step. It could be the fifth step. It could be any step. But have faith. Have faith in yourself. Have faith in others. Have faith in a higher power. And believe that your life has purpose. It's a good 12 step because it summons it up. It sums it up. I mean, faith is not about just a certain religion. Or, but you need to have faith in yourself. If you don't have faith in yourself, get the skills necessary to have faith in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe in your team. Believe in others. Believe in your higher power. But you need, you need to have faith. And sometimes it's difficult to have faith. I heard the phrase recently that I think is very funny. And it's, we plan and God laughs. Mm. Um, there's, there's always an element there of you don't have total control over what you do. You can do all 11 of these steps and still not find success. That's just the way it is. You have to have faith sticking to the plan and doing what you need to do that eventually you'll get where you need to go. I was diagnosed with Parkinson's at 41 years old. I was a high-powered attorney at a corporation, and I, I was able to work seven more years. So I was I followed all my own steps in the book, and I was successful. Now my, I measure success a little bit differently. When I wake up in the morning, can I, can I get out of bed? That's a success, and I, I celebrate those successes. Sometimes I'm off, and I celebrate getting back on. It's a different perspective, but it's it's still it's still it still defines the word success. What's something, John, that you want people to know about you? If you can kind of boil it down to one thing, 
almost like a, a mantra to live by. Obviously, we talked about there the 12 different steps you can take to achieve success. But but for you personally, what's something that you want people to know? Obviously, they can take a look at your story and you overcoming challenges in your life and the different speaking engagements you're doing now and how you're inspiring people today. But what's really something that maybe isn't so obvious on the surface, but something that you have lived by and you continue to live by that really makes you who you are and really has allowed you to be successful in, in what you're doing to overcome a lot of different things? My first answer would be being positive. I've always been a very positive person. My wife says he's that guy, mm-hmm. the guy that finds finds the positive in everything. But recently, I, so what came to me was two words, defy and embrace. And the way I describe them is when you defy something, it's you bring energy to to resisting it. My, with my Parkinson's, I, I don't deny my Parkinson's. I have it. I defy it. So what I do every day is I I'll eat right to defy my Parkinson's and I'll exercise to defy my Parkinson's and I'll drink a lot of water to defy my Parkinson's. I take my medication to defy my Parkinson's. So I'm, I'm continually defying what, 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 I need to, what I need to defy, but I'm also embracing it. And when I embrace it, I make it my life's purpose. So that's why I go and do inspiration talks, because that's something that, that I'm embracing my Parkinson's. I don't like it. I, don't, I wish I didn't have it. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. But I can find some good, some side benefit, some positive in having Parkinson's. And, and if I can spread that to other people, that, that's, what, that's what I'll do. So I was in San Antonio to, on Saturday to talking to about 200 people, and you could see in their eyes that they just needed some hope. They needed someone to, to tell them that you can, you can influence the quality of your own life if you, if you put out the effort. So you, you defy what, what you need to defy and you embrace what you need to embrace. Sometimes it's the same thing. Well, John, there's no question about it. You are 100% a motivator in motion. We've appreciated you taking the time out to join us today here on the podcast and really just helping to inspire us even more so with those 12 action steps from your book, decide success. I think it's so straightforward. I love it. I think any more, especially today, keep it simple, right? And I think you tend to do that in your message a lot. And you definitely did that here today on the show. So it's very much appreciated. For people who want to continue to follow you, for people who want to check out the book, everything that you're putting out there, where's the best place that they should go? Well, fortunately, I got in early on my name. So John, J-O-H-N, Bauman, B-A-U-M-A-N-N, that's two N's, dot com. I got my own name in in dot com, so so it's pretty easy to remember. John Bauman with two N's, dot com. Thank you for doing this. I I think what you're doing is a wonderful thing. I think people need to be motivated and need to be inspired. I tend to talk about myself being more inspirational and motivational, but I can see the aspects of both. People look at look at me and see me after 17 years at Parkinson's and want to know what I'm doing to be successful. And that's that's what I share with them. John, awesome stuff. Everyone is going to enjoy it. You continue to inspire people every single day. Thank you for inspiring us today here on Motivators in Motion. Bye, Brad. Thanks. For you, the listeners of Motivators in Motion, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. Just go to audibletrial.com slash motivators in motion. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash motivators in motion for your free audiobook.